Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. We turn now to Israel, where tens of thousands of protesters marched through Tel Aviv last night in opposition to the government's plans to overhaul the judicial system. This is just days ahead of Israel's 75th anniversary, celebrating its independence. For more, we go now to the country's prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. Good morning to you, Mr. Prime Minister. It has been... Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, well, we're glad you're here. Um, you know, it has been a month since you hit pause on those judicial reforms. At this moment in time when you need national unity, why not withdraw them? Well, I, I think there's a, a broad consensus that we have to uh, make corrections in our judicial system. There's a, 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 obviously a dramatic difference between the views of how, to what extent, and so on. But I think this should not cloud the fact that we're celebrating here a modern miracle. Israel's 75th anniversary uh, is the change that happened to the Jewish people who were uh, decimated in the Holocaust. A third of our people were lost uh, to this independent nation that has become a power in the world. And I think everybody unites around that. The fact that we have demonstrations, I think that's a sign of our democracy. Just as you have demonstrations in France, yeah. you have demonstrations in the United States. I don't think anybody should have any doubts that Israel is and will remain a vibrant democracy, boisterous and vibrant. Certainly boisterous, because you had to uh, cancel a Monday appearance at the largest gathering of North American Jewish leaders in years because of these protest concerns. Again, why not withdraw the proposal to overhaul the judicial system, which would give Parliament, which is controlled by your allies, authority to overturn Supreme Court decisions? Well, I've uh, actually uh, said that I will not accept a blanket uh, ability of the parliament to overcome uh, judicial uh, Supreme Court decisions, just as we don't accept that the Supreme Court can abrogate any decision by the parliament or the government. Both sides, uh, both uh, of these uh, extremes actually 
uh, hinder the balance between the three branches of government, which is exactly what we're trying to uh, bring into balance now. Now, I did say this, and I acted upon it as prime minister. I said, all right, let's take time out. And let's try to see how we can balance the two opposing sides. One says, uh, you know, we don't have democracy because we don't have majority rule, because we elect with a majority of parliament and a government, an mm -hmm. executive. Uh, and then they're overturned. Every decision can be overturned by the Supreme Court. And on the other side, people say, well, OK, if you protect the rights of the majority, you might be hindering the rights of the minority or individual rights by having the uh, parliament overrule the Supreme Court. No, there sir, is, sir, you're I making think, this sound like it's uh, just a, a debate. And happy middle. You're making it sound like this is just a simple debate is, like any but, other country. But you yourself use the phrase that you were pausing because you wanted to stop the possibility of civil war. That was a phrase you used when you hit pause. I want to I want to just uh, lay out for you here um, what it has done here in the United States. Um, those judicial plans led President Biden to say he won't be inviting you to Washington anytime soon. Listen, I'm very concerned and I'm concerned that they get this straight. They cannot continue down this road. Hopefully uh, the prime minister will act in a way that he can try to work out some genuine compromise. Biden told you to walk away. You seem to be betting yes. that there won't be consequences to alienating your closest ally. Well, I value the alliance with the United States and I value the friendship I've had over 40 years with President Biden. I don't think anything will get in that way. But uh, it's, it's an internal matter that we have to resolve and we're doing it. And the way we're doing it is by seeking a consensus as we speak right now, Margaret, as we speak right now, there are teams of uh, my own party, the Likud and the coalition, with teams from the opposition speaking in the president's house. This is now the fifth or sixth meeting they've had, seeking that compromise that I think uh, is the mark of uh, democracies. You don't walk away from a problem. You try to solve it, but you no, try to solve away it from your through proposal. as broad a consensus as you can. Walk away from your proposal, which would well, allow parliament with a simple majority we've, we've to override changed. any decision by the Supreme Court. That is your one check and balance on I've power, already, very different said, from the American system. I've already, you're absolutely right. And there are things in the American system that are very different from what is proposed yeah. here. For example, only elected officials in the United States choose Supreme Court uh, justices. And here they're saying that can't be, there won't be a democracy. Well, America's a democracy. So actually, uh, I've said that I don't want a blanket overrule uh, of uh, uh, of the Knesset over the Supreme Court, and I stand by that. And in fact, it's not going to happen. So okay. we have a, a way to go. I, I think that what has changed is this, and you won't hear about it because there is a lot of uh, tendentious reporting, to say the least. But I think right now, in the three months since the establishment of my government, yeah. there has been uh, a majority that now believe that we need to have judicial reform. I think there is a recognition yeah. on both sides right now that the extreme positions of keeping what we have exactly as it is is unacceptable. And people on my side of the aisle yeah. who believe that the or original proposal is not going to happen either. There okay. is a middle way, and I'm going to do my damnedest to find it because I think it's the right thing to do for the country. We will track it then. Um, I want to ask you about the makeup of your government because it is impacting U.S. relations. Your finance minister calls himself a homophobe. He said a Palestinian village should be erased. You did say that was inappropriate. Your public security minister was rejected from army service because of past uh, ties to an extremist group designated by the U.S. as a terrorist organization. 
I know you need to keep your coalition together to prevent a collapse, but are you confident you can rein in people like this? I think a lot of them have changed over time, and they themselves say that. But the important thing to understand is they joined me. I didn't join them. We have by far the largest uh, party in the Knesset and certainly in the coalition. Uh, there are smaller parties. Uh, the mainstream policies are decided by me, uh, and that's what I'm doing. By the way, that's true of the main things that are important for our country, continuing our free market economy, yeah. uh, pursuing peace through strength, and peace through responsibility, applying strength doesn't, responsibly. Doesn't this complicate uh, you know, a lot your of plans said to, about me over the years that I will be... To make I'm peace, sorry, though? I just want to say that this is not the first time that... Does this complicate my what? Having individuals like you this, you, you've said that you, you just said right now that you mm -hmm. are firmly in control. But having individuals like this with this kind of track record, doesn't this complicate your broader goals, as you just said, of broader peace in the region? No. I, look, as the prime minister of Israel, I see, uh, you know, everybody sees things above the surface. They don't see things below the surface. And prime minister of Israel sees a lot of things below the surface. And I'm telling you now something that I said 10 years ago in the U.N., I said, look, uh, we're going to move into things you haven't seen in my lifetime, and that is Arab states who recognize that Israel is not their enemy, but their friend, even an indispensable friend, and we're going to have peace treaties. And people poo-pooed it, and it's happened. Yeah. We had four historic peace agreements with Arab states. I'm telling you now, with this coalition, things that I see under the surface that we are going to have because of this yeah. view, this interest that Arab countries have to partner with Israel, I think you're going to be surprised and maybe sooner than you think. Well, this national security minister I just mentioned, Ben Gavir, who threatened to, to quit, which would have collapsed your government, you promised him a national guard will be established under his control. The IDF and your security forces are more than strong. Um, he's already gone out and said he wants police to remove Palestinian flags from public spaces. What exactly do you think he's going to do with this National Guard? Well, the National Guard is not merely uh, his idea. It's a wide proposal, which is, by the way, recognized, was actually proposed by the previous government as well, because you need, Israel has uh, a small police force relative to the size of the population. And we face, unlike other police forces around the world, we face the constant threat of terror. So you need an additional body. This is the same man who like called for a Palestinian village to be erased. It's not actually. It's a different person, but that person already apologized and said that his okay. statements were taken out of context. The question you asked, there is a National Guard. It's going to be under one of our uh, national security, un, un, under one of our security arms. It's not going to be any individual persons or ministers' militia. That's not going to happen in Israel, not okay. under me, and I suspect not under anyone else. It's just okay. not going to happen. Can you clarify this for us as well, because it's making headlines in the U.S.? Uh, politician May Golan said that you are considering appointing her to be consul general in New York. She calls herself a proud racist. She's denounced African refugees as Muslim infiltrators and criminals spreading HIV. Are you nominating her to actually serve in New York, an incredibly important post for Israel? It is indeed an incredibly important post, and anyone I'll nominate, and I haven't done so, uh, will have to abide and will abide by the mainstream positions that I've advocated. And I, uh, I welcome the, uh, the fact that uh, the United States has uh, a multiracial uh, and pluralistic society. So does Israel. And as anyone I appoint will have to reflect 
the uh, the value that I attach to that uh, that quality uh, in our democracy and in yours. So you are not appointing her. I haven't, but uh, I'm telling you, you that won't. anyone that I will appoint will abide stringently, stringently by that view that I've uh, advocated throughout my lifetime. And it's not pro forma. It's not lip service. I really believe that. Okay. Um, sounds like you're saying she's not coming to New York. Um, I want to ask you about some of the Americans coming to Israel. Uh, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, is visiting Israel this week, and he's presumed to be running for president here, as you know. You've endorsed Republicans in the past. Um, do you plan to meet with him? What do you think of him? I've, I've never endorsed any candidate for, uh, for uh, uh, any job in America. That's not you true. You were very supportive met, of Mitt Romney. Uh, and I've checked this record. No, I was met equally with uh, President Obama when he was candidate Obama. And I do that as a matter of fact. Actually, I meet, Margaret, with senators like Senator Schumer, who came here recently with a, a large uh, Democratic delegation, or Republicans who came with, uh, for example, Mitch McConnell. Just yep. recently, we're talking about the last few weeks. I've met equally 50-50. I've checked the, the numbers, 50%, 50%, with Republicans and Democrats, hundreds and hundreds of them, governors, senators, members of Congress. And yeah. let me tell you, I, I do that so regularly and so uh, uh, frequently that members of the Knesset, our parliament, complain that I meet with American uh, lawmakers yes. uh, and executives more than I do with them. So well, that's, uh, that sounds like maybe you're that's saying... true, but it reflects the fact that I think that the bipartisan relationship with America is vital for Israel. Is that a yes, you're meeting with Ron DeSantis? Of course, I'll meet with everyone. Why not? I meet with Republican governors and Democratic governors. Uh, I'm not avoiding the question, and actually, I'm, I'm rushing right into it. I meet with every American representative, governor, senator, members of Congress, and I think it's, uh, it's my job, and I think it's important for Israel's bipartisan support in the United States. I make a point of it. Okay, because for the first time, there was a poll from Gallup last month that showed Democrats are likelier to sympathize with Palestinians than with Israelis for the first time. Um, I know it's easy to dismiss polls, but this seems to be a reflection of public sentiment in the United States that relates directly to Israel's influence in America. Forty nine percent of Democrats sympathize with Palestinians, 38 percent with Israelis. Do you think that matters? Yeah, I do think it matters, and I think we have to work harder to persuade uh, our Democratic colleagues, or, or those of those de uh, our Democratic colleagues who uh, uh, who forget perhaps that Israel is the, the solitary democracy in the Middle East, that America has no better friend and no better ally than Israel. But I'll tell you why I think this happens. First of all, it's happening over time. It happened over time. It's not related to this or that administration in Israel because it happened. It continued under the previous government as well. I think there is a demonization of Israel uh, in uh, some of the reports, many of the reports that come out of here. And I think there is a portion of the American public that finds it hard to understand that once you, you enter the, the realm of nations, you have to act to defend yourself. And we constantly have to defend ourselves against, uh, against terrorism that is aimed against our people. And sometimes when that happens, you have what are called collateral damage, which means civilian casualties that are unfortunate. They're not deliberate. And that often uh, enables the uh, a vilification of Israel to take place. And I think uh, we have to work hard to persuade uh, both Democrats. sides of the aisle and the independents in between. Yes, both sides of the aisle uh, and, uh, in, in this case, Democrats, 
uh, because we have solid support among independents and solid support among Republicans and considerable support among Democrats. But I'm not going to give up. I'm going to do everything I can to tell the truth about Israel, that it's a vibrant democracy, that it's the only one that, uh, uh, that keeps full civil rights in the Middle East in a very broad radius, that America has no better friend, that Israeli intelligence, cybersecurity and defense cooperation with the United States has saved countless American and Israeli lives. Mm-hmm. I don't think America has a better ally than Israel anywhere on the planet. Mr. Prime Minister, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. And happy Independence Day for us. <laughs> and I hope for you, too. <laughs> we'll be right back. If you like Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H 2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts.